This is Colin Baker speaking, the sixth doctor. But you, you are the lucky ones because you are traveling the vortex. Traveling the vortex. Side trip. We've joined the Doctor as he travels the vortex and landed at Gallifrey One's 25 glorious years. I'm Sean. I'm Mel. I'm Michelle. How is everybody? I'm nice now. I'm getting that hot tub. <laughs> there was hot tubbing tonight. Yes. We needed it after a very long day. Yes. Another long day. Another good day, though. Yes. Mm-hmm. Ended on a high note. It did. I think so. Why did it end on a high note? We made, met some very, very interesting people, including a young lady who is six years old by the name of Sadie. And what did Sadie tell you? Sadie totally blew my mind away. <laughs> Maybe more accurate, what didn't Sadie yes. tell you? <laughs> Sadie was, is a very young, uh, very interesting young lady who is totally... I I think she could probably beat Sean in a Doctor Who um, contest, trivia contest. <laughs> In a new series, she totally could. I, 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 I would, there's no doubt in my mind that she could beat me in a new series. Well, it's, to me, it sounds like she's very knowledgeable about most or some of the classic, too. Mm-hmm. She is. Mm-hmm. She's very knowledgeable. So, and we had a very interesting discussion about the uh, time of the Doctor and yes. the regeneration. She was a hoot. She was... Very, very... I totally blew my mind... So that was the, that was our um, relaxing hour in the hot tub, is sitting there in the hot tub with Sadie and her mom and another gentleman, Michelle, and myself and Sean. We were just geeking out, talking about Doctor Who. Oh, and then a friend of theirs, David, joined us. He was standing outside the hot tub, and we just geeked out and talked Doctor Who and other geek stuff for about an hour. Because, you know, it's not like we're at a convention. <laughs> I mean... We had to go to the hot tub to talk Doctor Who. It was it was terrible. Yeah, like, horrible. What a rough day today. Well, what else did you guys do? What did you do? What did you start the day with? Um, uh, which panel did you start with? Um, it wasn't Big Finish. That was uh, later. That was... <laughs> uh, what is first on the list today? I don't even remember. Pull out my... Yeah, pull out the... It's near the middle. This is how... Uh, um, the... Uh, you did. I, I first did the creating prisoners of time. Oh, the IDW uh, comic yeah, book. The panel. IDW, did, yeah. How was it? It was good, and then went over to Maine for the Paul McGann and reunited. Which we all set in on the Paul McGann, which was phenomenal. Yes, because they. He, he did, and I can't remember who the gentleman that was hosting or you know talking about it, but he tried to stay away from. It was Jason Hay Ellery, who's the Hay-Ellery. head of Big Finish. Oh yes. yes, yeah, I remember. Yeah, he tried to stay away from talking about the inevitable <laughs> six minutes of fame. <laughs> he really, 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 really tried hard <laughs> up until about halfway through, and then they brought out the young lady that um, well, played. They, no, didn't they? Sh- yeah, that, that, then they, they brought, brought her out. They, they brought her out, and then they showed it. Mm-hmm. And they actually, we, we, we watched Night of the Doctor, 
uh, in main programming A, which Paul admitted he had not watched It was yet. his yes. first time watching it. So we got to see Night of the Doctor with Paul McGann watching in the room, uh -huh. seeing it for the first time. Yeah, so like partway through, I actually started, instead of watching the show because I'd seen it, I started watching him seeing how his reaction. reaction. Like, because this is his first time, and it's like, yeah. So. You, you think we squeed hard when it came on the first time? Um, I got goosebumps again. Yeah. I did. I got goosebumps seeing him on screen, you know, playing Night of the Doctor and, and big, sitting on the big couch. screen. Yeah. Big screen. The yeah. big screen in main programming. That was, that was amazing. He was pretty blown away by it. It was, it was an impressive... Uh, he kept saying, that was amazing. Yeah, yeah. He, he really yeah. was. He was. He was almost uh, uh, dumbstruck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. That, that, that was really, and he really seems to like um, seeing, like, slumped down on the couch. Like, like he was relaxed. And because he, he was like that in the big finish that I went to yesterday, where he was slumped down on the couch, like, yeah, talking to... Paul's a very low-key, you know. Yeah, he's... Jeans and a t-shirt almost kind of guy, you know. Although, yeah. I, although I've never yeah. seen him in anything other than some sort of either uh, zippered up sweater pullover type thing. And he's always got a scarf. He's always got something wrapped around his neck. When he was signing <laughs> autographs, he had that wrap. Uh, and I, I wonder how, I, I should have asked, the, uh, the Night of the Doctor costume, that scarf, I wonder how much was maybe his influence. Because even his costume on the Dark Eyes... Uh, He's, he's got a yeah, scarf on, so I, I wonder if that's yeah. kind of his thing. But yeah, that that was pretty amazing. And then reunited, which was a, a, a an attempt to get <laughs> um, Yates, Benton, uh, Joe, and Terrence Dix to talk about the unit years. Yeah, and, which, it, it, and matter of fact, I think it was like thirty five minutes into it that the gentleman hosting the panel says. I believe we're supposed to be talking about units. Here. <laughs> uh huh. So yeah. And instead, it was um, full of um, oh poking and prodding. A little poking, a little prodding. Richard uh, and John good, were good poking natured, at each other. Yeah. Good natured Kate, joshing. Kate was picking at Terrence. I mean, it was Katie a, uh, telling Katie, yeah. long stories. Long stories. Uh, and and Terrence really dominating the conversation with long stories, and uh, hawking a couple of books and CDs and whatnot. <laughs> Yes. But it was still cool. It was still an amazing thing. And then, of course, you know, you can't get this group of people together without starting to talk about the brig. and um, Yeah, that kind of brought everybody down. And, and Pertwee. Mm -hmm. And, wow, the feels at, at that point. Because everybody in the room is just kind of like, aww, and they're, you know, aww. And, and, and they're like, okay, let's talk about something different. Yeah, it, it, that was actually kind of rough. Yeah. Um, what did you do after that? Um, I went to the breaking into TV writing because I'm kind of that's why I kind of so I went to that. And, Do you feel like you can break into TV writing now? <laughs> well, um, I don't know, maybe because the big place in Canada is Toronto. So if I go to Humber next year, like I'm hoping, that should make it easier. They give you any good ideals? Um, or what to look for? Mostly, to? it's mostly about like. Writing because a lot of it's like you just write, just keep writing. And one of the things is like, uh, take an existing episode and like sort of reverse engineer it, write the script and the beat sheet for what for that for the existing episode of the show so you get an idea of how it's done and like how like 
of how the show kind of the breakdown the structure the, the, the breakdown the structure like the structure of the show and like that sort of thing. I think so, um, we, well, I kind of wish I'd gone to that one. Now. Yeah, it's, it was really interesting. So I think we. I'm definitely to gonna have to start doing more writing and like spec scripts and that sort of thing. And then I think I went to the after that I went down to the dealer's room and started collecting companion autographs, <laughs> <laughs> which I got most of. But I'm holding out to get Daphne when I get Paul tomorrow. Because I was holding up Paul to get Paul's till I got the photo op with him, so I'm going. And, and and who else are you getting tomorrow? <laughs> Fraser Hines. Because, Fraser Hines. You don't have to say why. You don't have to. Well, have, he wasn't at his table when I went by. Road. No, we I weren't. We weren't going to rat you out. I'm not going to rat you out. Three under the bus. Nope. Even if it was something that Chrissy would have been upset about, mm. but we're not, not going to go there. We'll just we'll just leave it there. Yeah. So. <laughs> So we got shushed. Uh, <laughs> we got shushed. Well, deservedly so. <laughs> so I have to get those tomorrow. No, ballpark. I don't want an exact figure because it's none of my business and it's certainly none of their business. How much do you think you spent today? Oh, quite a bit. Oh, I. you came back in the thing and you had bags under both arms. Yeah, under and both arms, yes. Not like... <laughs> Little, not like I went like here's a little bit like shopping bags, <laughs> like Pretty Woman shopping yeah, bags. Yeah, there you go. You That's know? a good analogy. Pretty yeah. Woman. You remember? Time. You remember me? You wouldn't wait on me. Big mistake. That's how much bags you had. You had you had bags and boxes full of stuff and tardises and 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 uh, CDs yeah. and well, autographs I, and photos and all kinds of stuff. Because I got the. Destiny of the Doctor, the Tardis box set with the bonus interview CV, which was. Like quite pricey in itself. It's really expensive. I went and, back and looked at it yeah, after yeah. and I was like, yeet. And um, <laughs> both Dark Eyes box sets and a poster from them. The, Did they give you the, the poster free? No. Because you spent, uh, and they wouldn't even throw in a free poster? No. Um, now this isn't the, just just but for the my post, application. This like, isn't the official big finish table. It's just a dealer that has a lot of big finish. Well, stuff, it's right? it's the Doctor Who shop, which I I get. It was oh, just okay. the Which is the American? They they they're the ones who sell the uh, big, big finish yeah. in America. Yeah, gotcha. Okay. So and the, so I got a Day of the Doctor poster because like oh it's like the official poster. Are you gonna be able to cart all this home? Are you going to have to pay She's extra for your suitcase? She's going to have to two bags. One for her clothes and one for her sh her finds. Her treasures, well, her preciouses. I, I hope so. I mean, you've so, got a little bit more room from the stuff that you yeah, gave cause, us. Because well, like, I, I have space from yeah from taking out the Yahtzee that I gave you. So. Oh, yeah. Spoilers, Glenn. Guess what I've got in my possession. <laughs> Guess what we're going to play. Guess who she gave it to, Glenn. Guess who's not getting it, Glenn? Guess who she likes better than you, Glenn? I'm poking the bear with a stick. Yeah. I'm totally embarrassing Michelle. That's really the point of that. <laughs> yeah. Chrissy's, so, at, Chrissy's sitting at home right now going, I should have warned her. Sean's going to be mean. <laughs> fine, fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I have space from taking that out. And um, I'm planning on actually uh, taking the poster in my carry, like 
carrying it on the plane. Yeah, I don't know to, that to, I trust that. In yeah, because I'm not sure how well it would travel in the suitcase, so I'm taking it on in on one of my bags because yeah. you can have two bags. So one of my bags will have the poster in it, so because to make sure it's not nothing happens to it. Well, yeah. Mel and I did a lot of exploring today. We went and, and did a bunch of stuff that we don't normally do. Picture taking, too. We, we, and um, because we were fairly successful in knocking out all of our autographs and, and kind of souvenir hunting yesterday, yeah. we were able to really just kind of focus on soaking in the atmosphere of the con. And I took a zillion pictures with my new camera and uh, uh, some great cosplay and uh, really... The cosplay was just... Uh... We say this every year that the cosplay seems to go up a notch. But it does, but I mean, it, it's just I amazing the people, the, the time and effort that people put into and what yeah. they come up with for costumes. It's I just, got, I'm totally jealous. I'm working on getting those posted on the website. Yeah. Apologies, I suppose I should have led with this. Apologies first and foremost to everybody who's listening. The connections suck. It's been really, really rough to attempt to get anything sent out. Uh, I, I haven't Instagrammed anything. I haven't tweeted anything. My phone keeps locking up. It doesn't like the the free internet that uh, the Marriott provides. Not that it's working all that much, but again, you've got 3,200 people all trying to log on at the same time. And we've said before, the Marriott, the basement is <laughs> forget it for signal. So you have to kind of go outside and the even belly then, of the M is what we're going to call it. Yeah, the belly of the M, mm. um, and not the Merkin, but. <laughs> might as well be. We might as well have been swallowed by a Merkin. <laughs> so it's, it's just kind of been a horrible, horrible thing. So I apologize yeah. that the updates thought... aren't quite getting as... I, I just want to bombard you all with stuff, and it really hasn't happened. So yeah, you probably got... get it once we all get back. I got a picture of one, this girl who had... Tri who, she had costume elements from, like, all of the doctors. So I'm... And then one that was... A woman who had like a dress that was in, like inspired by the Sixth Doctor's coat. I got a couple oh, yeah, pictures. I, I got a couple now. pictures of her. And, Just really good stuff. Um, one thing from when I was collecting my companion autographs is Arthur Darvel likes my name. He thought I, thinks I have a great name because he's he saw like my name on my badge and it was, like it was pointed out to him by his handler. And he said it was and I had a great name and congratulations on the like but on the name. <laughs> to which you replied. And to which I had the presence of mind to reply, thanks, my parents gave it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Arthur Garble, we we have a special message uh, for Sarah, who's not listening to this because she does not listen to our podcast, but I'm sure Keith will back it up and play it for her. Or cue it up so that she can listen to it. And Sarah, Arthur says that uh, he's sorry he missed you. He would really have liked to have met you. Um, and he has a proposition. And, and he, he, he says that uh, if you come the next time, that he may just run away with you to England. <laughs> and you can come live with him. <laughs> Keith is now hurriedly backing up the tape so that he can erase it from delete, the... Delete, delete, delete. He's doing his Cyberman impression right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny, we, we, we joked about that, and it's like, you know, Sarah would laugh, and then she would turn and look at Keith and go, see ya. <laughs> no offense, Keith, we're poking fun at you. Of course, you know, he's, he's Warrior the Roman, what are you going to do? Nice guy. Very really, nice. Really, really nice guy. Um, we did the, 
So we kind of went out on the on the pool area, um, mainly because of this this game. Every year, Galley does a game, and it's some some years it's there's pictures hidden all over the place, and you have to figure out where the pictures are at and decode clues and whatnot. This year, it's a sticker hunt, uh, and you go and you go into these different places and collect stickers, and you, there's spots for them in your book for each year of, of the con. And then when you get the book completed, you go down to member services and you get something amazingly cool. A, a, a prize of game show proportions. It's probably a ribbon. But, you know. <laughs> it was one year. Um, so, um, we're, 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 Mel and I are down to like two stickers now. We're very excited about this. Um, but uh, we on our, on our sticker hunt, we went out to the pool area and it was really... It was a totally different atmosphere Surreal. Because you know the con down in the lo- down in, downstairs, the, the lobby's always busy yeah. and noisy. Yeah. And then down in the con, it's like serious and business. Even though it's a fun atmosphere and everything, it's, mm-hmm. it's the con. It's- the pool was like, it was like Bob Marley on the radio, Jamaica, man, no problem. And there's these people <laughs> everywhere with half Silurian heads and coats draped over chairs. And they're all just lounging in the barco loungers, kicked back with drinks. And, you know, it's... It's like a Doctor Who convention crashed on a pleasure planet. <laughs> and you're like, what happened here? Because it's weird. But and, uh, people do little miniature ribbon trades in various you know, little oh, pods. Oh, clusters. Yeah. You would see one one bag of ribbons would come out and all of a sudden... Yeah. It was like watching four-year-olds play soccer, where there's just that cluster of kids around the ball and nobody's really playing offense or defense. It was like that with ribbons. But um, we kept this woman kept waving at us. She's, you know, the siren song. Come hither, come hither. And I'm like, who us? She's like, yeah, let's come in. So we walked all the way down the thing, and she's like, come have a cup of tea. What? Sean's like, come this way. I'm like, why? She's calling me. I'm like, who's calling you? I don't know. I don't know who she is. Let's go see. Women call me. I go. What can I say? So we go over to this lady, and she kind of reminds me of uh, the Brady Bunch mom or something. She just, did she? <laughs> she was just a really homey, really open, nice lady who's like, come in and have cookies and tea. It was We're like, literally okay. the, the scene out of the 50s. Yes. You know, where the beeves been running around playing exactly. and he goes to the neighbor's house and she's like, I have milk and cookies on the table. Yes, it's like, okay, it, thank it you, Mrs. Totally, So-and-so. Totally beeves mom. <laughs> But her apron, did you see? Her she, apron had Daleks on it. She, she had Daleks on her apron. It, it should have been a tip-off. There might have been arsenic in those cookies. Yeah. But it was just, a, you know, they were they had the hospitality suite set up, and they were doing tea time. It was tea o'clock. This is what... So the whole thing was done as this big British thing, and you, we walked in, and there were crumpets, and there were yeah. shortbread cookies, there were Jimmy Dodgers. Jimmy Dodgers. And tea. And I'm like, rock on! I'm going to have a cup of tea! And uh, I don't remember now what it was. They told me, and it was a it was stout good. English black. I remember that, but I don't remember the name of it. It was really good, though. It wasn't Earl Grey, because I've yeah. had that. It had a short name. But it was actually really good tea. And uh, I had a Jamie Dodger and liked it. <laughs> now, I should specify, this Jamie, they, they, they had different shapes. There were some that were like little kind of diamond-shaped ones and some that had little hearts in the middle. They did not at all resemble the... Nasty, nasty <laughs> ones that we sampled on the podcast. So I'm gonna have to see if we can find this other brand. I should have asked what it was. Uh, this other brand of Jamie Dodger to find out what it was. But we you should go think, have think cookies tomorrow. I've got. Um, <laughs> You're reading my mind. Yeah, Jamie Dodgers that have a heart in the middle. Well, the ones that we tried were just kind of the the, the little round ones with a red dot. It's yeah. like a shortbread cookie with a red dot of jam kind of stuffed yeah. in the middle somewhere. 
Uh, and I mean, there was a layer in there, but it was just, yeah, it was horrible. But these were the little smaller ones, and it was a much darker jam. But it was really good, so I was I was impressed with that. And, and it, they were just hanging out, having tea. You well, know? and it came at, it was really odd, because not even five minutes before that, I told Sean, I was like, you know, I'm getting kind of hungry. And I don't know what led us out to the pool, other than to search for the sticker, but when she's like, cookies, you know, we're like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then we went next door to the other, I think it's also part of the hospitality suite. I'm not sure what it is. Um, which they've always had, but we've never gone. Yeah. We've just, you know, the hospitality know. suite. We're like, eh, mm-hmm. you're already yeah. hospitable enough. I don't need to go. New rule. New rule for <laughs> New rule for Galley. New rule for Galley. Always visit the hospitality room every day. These people are awesome. They provide you with water, pop if you really want it to drink pop. But they also provide you with very snacks that will keep you alive. Right, mm-hmm. Michelle? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For those people that will not stop go gawking at panels to go eat. <laughs> I mean, it's simple yeah. things. It's so, yeah. fruit snacks and cookies and, and juice, that kind of stuff. But Yeah. I so, refilled my water bottle there. In, in a con environment where there's this much stuff going on and you're nonstop, I gotta go here, then here, then here, then here, and oh now I'm gonna look this my, my downtime is spent in the dealer's room. It was really nice just kind of be able to go and hang and we, yeah. you know, I only planned on stopping in just to see what it was and we spent I don't know, almost half an hour kind of floating around they between had, the three they had areas. Fresh fruit too. Yeah, I, we had the, oh, yeah. the baby halos or the, I don't know what they call Clementines, called. oranges, Clementines, whatever. whatever they call them, and it was like I, w- I stopped and told her, I said, thank you so much for providing something other than junk food. Because <laughs> so often or not, when you were, I had a con, that's what you live off of is junk food. <coughs> so it was nice to have real you know, food, in my mind, fresh fruit to eat. But it was just a nice little respite from the day. And then you mm-hmm. can kind of go back and do your thing. And that helped you, I think. That helped me before my palm again photo. Because I, after you said about that, I was feeling... A little hungry, so I went down and I had some, <laughs> some snacks. Now, I, I have to set the scene hungry. here. I'm, I'm going to poke fun at you, but I have to set the scene here a little bit. So we, we bumped back into Michelle afterwards, and we're saying, okay, you got to go over here to get the sticker, and you got to go over here to do this, and have you checked this out yet? And, oh, did you see the such and such? Blah, 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 blah. And I looked at her, and I was like, so what's next? And you think she's like, I got Paul McGann in 45 minutes. I'm going to go get my photo with Paul McGann. And I looked at you, and you had this dark <laughs> shadows... <laughs> Johnny Depp just walked out of the black and white, you know. <laughs> you you were really, really pale. Just go uh, eat something. <laughs> and, I, and I asked, I said, have you had anything to eat today? She said, no. Said, you should go over to the hospitality suite right now. We're playing parents. Go, <laughs> go eat something. Yeah. She's like, I can't. I'm going to eat my Paul. I was like, um... Then you need to hurry. That's really, what Sean said. You, you really yeah. need to go yeah, yeah. He looks at her and goes, then you need to hurry, don't you? <laughs> so I stayed there probably... 15 minutes and then went up to get in line for Paul. And yeah, it helped. So, just a little pick just, me up. Just a little pick me up. And now tell us about Paul. So, you got in there and you got your photo and you yeah. get queued up and you walk in. Yeah. And there he is. Yeah, <laughs> there he is. And he shook my hand first. And he said my hand was cold. <laughs> <laughs> Not alive. <laughs> so, and then got the picture and went 
and come on, you gotta allow him to put his arm around yeah. you and he could have been out. You you were all like <gasps> oh my oh. God. Yeah. Little squee. So, so. squee nothing. I when I touched the man I about passed out. <laughs> You get, she has more self-control than I do, then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know she's not talking about it. <laughs> like, because I noticed he was about the same height as me. He's about your height, isn't he? About. Yeah. A little taller, little, not much. Little, yeah. So then, uh, after you recovered, yeah. you, you went and saw the, the quote, Inspector Spacetime, unquote, panel. <laughs> yes, yes. And that was amazing. They showed the, uh, when they filmed it, it was the season two prequel. Now it's the movie prequel, because they were going to do season two, but now they're doing a movie with, guess who? Sylvester McCoy is in it. Woot. Yeah. Now, just a little backstory. This is the, the, the kind of Doctor Who spoof show on Community. Yeah. That's in, it's called Inspector Space Time, but they are not allowed to use that title. So they, what was no. the official it's the, name? the untitled motion picture about a space traveler who also travels in time. Yeah, yeah some guy told us sitting it's like, yeah, okay, it's Inspector Space. Yeah, no. I can't it's, say it. they, we can call it that. We can call it that, they but they're not allowed it. to officially... Call it and it's actually that. Travis Ritchie playing the same, and yeah. he was there today, right? Yep, he was there, and Eric, uh, what's his name? The who plays uh, Boyish the Extraordinary, which is the inspector's like companion. No, uh, well, it's his sort of his arch nemesis, uh. but there's a good version who is now the companion ish because. <laughs> In the um, first season, they encountered him, and then Boyish found an evil version of the Inspector. So then the Inspector went out and found a good version of Boyish. Now, how many about how many episodes did season one run? Uh, it was ballpark. I don't remember. 10, 12, 15, 20, 40, um, oh, 70. No, it was just a small ish. Maybe six. I don't remember. Okay. Maybe. Probably not know. double digits then. I don't think so. Okay. But well, maybe, maybe, yeah. that, that's a short enough was, run. I could probably just, put that just, on my watch list and get it was to just it. A, it was just this short little season. And then there was uh, the season two prequel, which followed immediately on from that. And which is then now going to lead into the movie. Because they've decided instead of doing a second season... Instead of doing a second season, they're doing a movie so they can get investors. And they're doing an Indiegogo campaign for pre-production. And they've already got funds. They, that, they've they, already they, they got... Indiegogo they've tonight. Already, they, it, it, like a couple hours like, ago from when we were No, Because no, when I went to the panel, they said they hadn't got it up yet. So then, in between then and now, they got it up and already got like... $500 funding. So they've already had funding pledged to the movie, and they've got Paul McGann, or uh, Paul McGann, so, they've got Sylvester McCoy, McCoy as part of it. And, um... That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's really pretty cool. Well, while you were doing that, we went over to a little thing called Young Justice. And, and, and the only reason, I might, I might back up a minute and say the only reason that we decided to go to Young Justice is... I happened to be walking down the hallway, 
and somebody, a woman, a young lady who's, who I'm dressed as uh, Pertwee, who's been playing Pertwee, was staring at the big schedule that they print out and put it on the wall, and she goes, oh, look, Brent Spiner. And my ears popped up, and I'm like, I know him. He's on our wall. Why are you talking about Brent Spiner at a Doctor Who convention? <laughs> so after she left, I went to look at the wall to figure out, huh, there's Brent Spiner's name, Young Justice. What's this Young Justice? Sean, we need to go investigate. <laughs> So we, we, we you know, kind of cleared our schedule and went, well, yeah, we don't really have anything else going on at the moment. So we went to check out what this, and, and I kind of sort of knew it was something DC Justice League related, you know, yeah. DC superheroes. Um, but I'm, I'm, I, I'm not familiar with it at all. And uh, apparently it's a young group of superheroes kind of banding together and coming up, coming of age with superpowers. It's, it's superheroes it's a, as teenagers is yeah. what it is, basically. And it's an animated TV show. And uh, Brent Spiner apparently plays the voice of the Joker. Which is awesome. <laughs> which I did not know. Uh, and so we, we went. I, I will freely admit we went. To, we, 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 are, we are the most horrible panel fans in the world when it comes to something like this. Because we went down strictly for the point of seeing Tom, uh, Brent Spiner. <laughs> and I got photos. I got great photos of Brent Spiner. But. But we became good panel fans because listening to these guys talk really intrigued us about this show. And so it's totally now going to be on our watch list because of something. Because we love Justice League. We've talked about yeah, that on yeah, the show, that yeah. we've been working our way through it. So we're real excited now that, you know, this it's not part of that continuity, but, you know, why not? I'll throw something in there. Yeah. And it just sounds like a really interesting thing. And you, you had another long line of things that it was canceled before its time. So unfortunately, it's not on the air anymore. Did it put in Fox? Probably. I don't know. <laughs> with WB Network, I don't know. But... Uh, I'll do the I'll do some research and let you know on that. But um, so yeah, I was right. There's Brent Spiner, and I I, I, attempt, I tempted at that point to tweet out, "How yeah. cool is your con? How awesome is your convention that Brent Spiner is here?" And it's a footnote. <laughs> it's an afterthought. It's a he's just here, and you know for the one thing, and that's it. That's Gallifrey. That really kind of almost sums up because I we haven't. There are book authors here that I really should be ooing and aahing over because they've written a slew of Star Trek novels that I've read. Tons and tons and tons of these things. And I haven't even gotten near their tables yet. And I don't mean that as a slight to those guys. I just mean that there's that much to do. It's it's such it's, a huge... So one of the much. first things, it, the guy who, to... who produced, or, or um, the gentleman that was running the panel... He was the writer or writer creator, yeah. writer showrunner. creator, showrunner of uh, J Young Justice. And first thing he said, he goes, "We have nothing, nothing at all planned for this panel. We are here for you. Anything you want to ask us on the board, go for it." And of course, somebody went for it. So, data. <laughs> <laughs> One of the questions asked was, um, did you find it very hard, you know, going from Data to playing Joker in this? And he goes, well, I didn't actually go from playing Data to this. But, yeah, he said it was tremendously... Well, first, you mean, Brent Spiner's a very, very fun yes. guy. If you ever get the opportunity to see Brent Spiner at a con, definitely go, because he's, he's very humorous and funny. And, of course, his first reaction was, no, they're the same character. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You know, he had to... Data and the Joker, sure, right. 
But uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. So it's definitely something that we've added to our. Now I've got two. I'll have to do Inspector Space Time as well. <laughs> yeah. So um, after that, we went to uh, Trial of the Time Lord. Yes. The um, kind of big wrap up for the day. After Billy and Rory, which, or uh, Billy and Rory, I keep doing that. <laughs> Billy and Arthur had separate interview panels today, which we did not sit in on because we're, they're duplicating that programming. So they basically had half the con in there today and hopefully the other half tomorrow. Um, so we're going to go to so some more tomorrow's panels. Tomorrow, yeah. yeah. Well, because I didn't go to that because I had my Paul McGann photo op smack in the middle. Yeah. But uh, so then we kind of ended the day with uh, Trials of a Time Lord, which was um, David Banks. And Nicole Bryant, and obviously Colin okay. Baker, okay. And, Nicole, and Fraser Hines, and then Dominic Glenn. Look, Dr. Phil, I remembered one, uh, <laughs> who composed all the music for that era, or at least a good chunk of it. And it was a really, <laughs> it, it had, it, in my mind, I don't know about you guys, it walked that double-edged sword between being very informative and and kind of really painting a wide paintbrush of all the crap that Colin had to put up with and uh, the production and all the, the just rotten things that happened and yet never became mean-spirited, never became depressing or down because the people that are up on stage have such genuine love and affection for Doctor, for Doctor Who and for each other. Mm-hmm. Watch, I, I, just watching... Frazier interact with Colin, and Colin interact with Nicole, uh, Nicola. Uh, just, you know, you just, mm-hmm. you, we laughed so much in that. Yeah, we you did. You know, it was just a hoot to sit and listen to these guys talk about And that. Nicola's reaction when Fraser only mentioned uh, Pat and having fun, <laughs> having fun with uh, Pat and Colin. <laughs> Nicola got kind of offended and started, uh, well, crying. And I had a great time working with Colin and Pat. And she's motioning sitting, and, and sitting right next to him. Yeah. yeah. And then after that, uh, she and Colin switched. Place. So she was on Colin's other side. Just to get away from him. Wow. And you can tell. I mean, it's just that it these well, just kind of so much fun. It totally, um, totally opened up my eyes again, even deeper as far as what um, what an actor Colin Baker is. A total new, more even more appreciation of who he is and what he's about. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and yeah. Nicole, and, all of them, their interactions with each um, other. He told the story about the scene in Mind Warp where he's torturing Perry. Yeah. And, like, how he, and that he played it as if it was fiction. Like, that that was part of the uh, evidence that had been altered by the Valiard. And but stuff. Because no one could give him a. No one could give him an answer on how he should play that, so he decided to play it as. Mm. As if it was evidence that had been tampered with, and he told that. That's one of the stories he told at Fan Expo. And and one thing, and I don't know if you want to go too deep into this now or save it for later, but um, Colin Baker pointed out something that I didn't realize until um, the gentleman hosting the show brought up that uh, Trial of the Time Lord was at that point in the Doctor Who's life where it was shaky. Oh. You know, and he's like, he was really pushing it and kind of poking the bear, so to speak, with 
doing this episode, Trial of the Time Lord, while Doctor Who was kind of on trial. There's a, I, I did know that because uh, Keith and I watched, uh, when we reviewed it, we watched a little bit of the, the behind the scenes and the documentary features, mm-hmm. and there's a special on, on one of those discs where, where Colin Baker relays that story, that mm-hmm. he was kind of, I don't know. I think how, I've seen that, too. I don't know how I, I feel I've... about that, and I, I didn't make that connection at the time I... that I watched it until hearing him say that, and then going back when we were watching them for Friday Night Who's, it was kind of yeah. like, oh, wow, there's a lot of. There's a lot of subtext to that story <laughs> that is really poking BBC with a stick going, mm-hmm. eh, 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 you know. Um, well, and Nicola making the comment about um, uh, when that gap <laughs> happened, when they got, you know, put off or whatever, she said that because of her contract, that her three-year contract was a part of that, you know, Hiatus or whatever kept going on during the hiatus, so she—that's why she left at the end of at partway through trial of a time lord. That I thought was a really fascinating story because I didn't know that. That it's Mm -hmm. you know, it's 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 yet another long chapter uh, or yet another chapter in a long saga of those just kind of unfortunate missteps that Doctor Who has kind of suffered. Mm -hmm. That we could have had a whole nother season. Uh, of Colin and Nicola, and Nicole, yeah. but because of the hiatus, they kind of, you know, shot themselves in the foot. She was under contract, and Colin was getting paid, even though he wasn't doing any episodes. <laughs> she was under contract, even though she wasn't doing any episodes. So then, when it came time to come back, oh, your contract's up because we had to count that year. I was like, man, that really kind of just sucks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But she, you know, she was asked or given the chance. Well, I'll fight for you to come back, but I don't know if it's going to happen. And she. Uh, so to speak, took the big man approach, and it's like, no, I've had a good run of it, um, you know. And she was very happy with the way that they gave her a proper ending. It's like, <laughs> they shaved your head. That's not giving me a proper. Well, ending. And, and, and I suppose it depends on who you really talk to, because if you ask Nicola, my understanding is if you ask Nicola when she talks about, you know, I wanted to go out with a bang, in her mind, as far as she's concerned, she's dead. <laughs> yes. The character of Perry died at the at the end of that. Yes. The whole fictional, you know, tack on at the end of oh she married King Yakranos and they lived happily ever after, you know, her and Brian Blessed. She she's really not happy with that ending yeah. because it kind of cheapened what she felt was the, the, the setup for it. Because she wanted to go with a bang, which yeah. is what happened the, when, she at said, the end of Mind had, Warp. And she said she felt like she did, so So I, I don't think she even she's kinda of retconned it in her head that that, know, that didn't the, happen. The, the ending where yeah. I'm sorry, Nicole. I like to think of you and Brian Blessed, uh, you know, together and blissful and <laughs> screaming at each other. <laughs> yes. yes. But when is Brian Blessed going to come to the galley? <laughs> Don't oh. go off on that now. Okay. Okay. Anyway. So, but yeah, like I said, it was just uh, it was yeah, just yet another in a long line of really cool panels that that, that, that you know these people put together and. You know, and David Baines brought up something. He mentioned something about how um, he thinks that Doctor Who is being oh yeah, polluted. I totally want to talk about that. Yes, polluted or how he put it, so cannibalism. cannibalism. Yes, and Colin Baker, like I said, the way he explained, he goes, "No, I don't think so." He says, "I think that's what Doctor Who is all about: bringing the family together." bringing up that history and reminding us of where we came yeah. from and where we're going. So and that, David Banks literally got up and went and hid behind the couch. <laughs> <laughs> hid behind the sofa. His, yeah. his point was that uh, 
in their era, when it started to become so self-referential that we're pulling stuff from the you know the old Cyberman stories out to go look at this, we did this, we pulled this out, hey, we tied this in, that by the time we lead up to the 50th and, and what's happening now, that the show has almost become too reliant on itself to continue to tell stories because you, you, we, we keep bringing back monsters. We... I assume this is kind of what he would have elaborated I think so. on. I'm, yeah. kind of, I'm kind of filling in some of the Well, blanks. Colin, I think, was giving the daggers. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, it was very, that was kind of one of those where well, David offered his opinion and everybody out there kind of went. It got, and, it got really quiet. It got frigid. It did. And David's like, well, maybe not. You know, he set the microphone down. And I don't think anybody was, you know, wanting bad or ill things of what he said, I think everybody was contemplating how or what he thought it was, and Colin was the one that stepped up to the plate and said, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. So, But I, I can well, totally see where David's coming from. I think it's an interesting point. Because the way, because he said about having those references allows people who know the whole history of the show to notice those things, but it doesn't bog down people who exactly. are coming in new. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like what we've done with Keith is any time, oh, the Silurians are in this episode, you're going to have to go back and watch this, this, and this to really appreciate the whole history. But you can but just as easily sit down and he watch. Didn't, you didn't have to do that with him. He could yeah. have just watched straight you, through. You, you just but as you easily wanted, could have watched But you wanted him, you yeah. wanted yeah. him to have that appreciation. Yeah. yeah. So, you, so you got him to watch those. Yeah. yeah. But it's, and it just totally, again, Colin stepped up and just, because of his love for Doctor Who... Totally understood it, totally good it, and was able to explain. No, I don't, I don't think that's the way it is. I think it's this, and and David, <laughs> he just got up and went and tried to hide. Uh-huh. Like I said, I think I, I, I don't get me wrong. I see both points of view, and I I, I personally agree with Colin. As a fan, I like the set for mm-hmm. I like the fact that we're calling back. Oh, we got the Zygons at the fiftieth. You know, I, I I love all that kind of stuff. But I can kind of see where David's coming from, mm-hmm. that we that the show has become so dependent on itself to keep moving forward that at some point in time, you, you, you make it inaccessible. At some point in time, you reach an equilibrium point where you, you, you can't get a new viewer in mm-hmm. without you having to sit down and watch all the of this. The showrunners need to avoid, like, they need to keep it the way it is now where if you know it, then great. If you don't, you don't need to. Yeah. They need yeah. to keep it at this level. See, this is a uh, big finish. I think, for me, almost falls into that, because I, I I'm I, I love Big Finish. I'm enjoying Big Finish. I really really, but I don't have the full history of it because I haven't listened to all of them yet. But I'm starting to almost get to that point that I almost feel like it's a, a chore because I have to listen to these big finish audios in this order in order to appreciate this one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, there's so much that... I mean, it's oh, like the vampire story. We did yeah. Project Twilight. I didn't know that was part of a trilogy. I should have. Oh, there's other ones I, called Project This, Project This, Project This. I blah, think blah. I had... But I'm trying to I, remain spoiler-free, so I didn't look at them. I think I had been aware that there was... Because I think I have one of the later ones, as because like, I got a subscription to get the Four Doctors, and I think I, one of the Project audios is part of that so yeah. I, I have it at home on cd but just there, there's so many of those kinds of things that big finish has done and, and big finish is is filling in the gaps they're they're, they're totally looking at the, okay here's the show history we're going to put a story here 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 to kind of 
weave this Make big tapestry, mm -hmm. which is great. I love that. But at the same time, if I hadn't seen this story, or if I hadn't listened to this story, this story makes absolutely no sense. And it's not until I go back and fill in those gaps myself that I know what this was all about. Yeah. And so I kind of understand where David Banks was coming from with that, that it's, it's, it's almost, I won't say that it is, but I would say that it's almost to the point where it's, it's becoming too reliant on it. So I, I kind of get where he was going with that. But at the same time, I agree with Colin. I, I think this show should celebrate it yeah. and, and very much is built upon that. And as a fan, I like it. So to come off of that panel and then go eat and then come back to the hotel and meet these people in the pool or the hot tub and talk even more Doctor uh -huh. Who, I, yeah, this is this has been my favorite day so yeah. far. <laughs> like this day has been amazing. There were a lot of feels today. There's a lot of. Lots. This has been a rough con. <laughs> it really the, seeing the unit guys when you know they continually fall back into that because we've, you know, watching Terrence Dix talk about the fact that he, he, he lost, you know, we don't have Doug Camfield as the director. We don't have um, um, Bob Holmes. We don't have, you know, all these people that he worked with that are no longer with us. Not to mention the Brig and and, and Liz and, you Pertwee, know, and Pertwee. Sorry. So yeah. it, it's, it's been really kind of a, a very emotional Everybody's seen. Everybody's thrilled to be here. Everybody's very excited and happy, but at the same time, everybody's on the verge of tears over, you know, what's come before and who we've lost. Mm -hmm. So it's it's kind of a, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's bittersweet. It is a bittersweet. Yeah, that's great. Great word. <laughs> it really is kind of a bitter a bittersweet con experience because it's so much fun, and as always, you know, it's just. This, this is Gallifrey. This is what it is. Mm -hmm. But this one's just a little... Ooh. Yeah, like, like, um, the picture I got Katie Manning to sign was from Death of the Doctor with her and Matt Smith and Liz. Mm. And it kind of makes me, like, I'll never be able to complete that. Like, I can get Matt Smith if I... if the opportunity arises, but I'll never... Never be able to get Liz Sladen yeah. ever. So, it's been a very good day. Uh, I've been impressed with the panels, the layout. Um, you can definitely tell when Billy Piper's <laughs> <laughs> panel was going on because we walked out and we're like, "Wait a minute, where is everybody? <laughs> Where'd everybody go? <laughs> you can walk around without bumping into anybody." I was like, oh, yeah, it's 5 o'clock. Billy Piper's panel's going on. Which I gotta admit was the absolute best dealer's room experience. <laughs> I, I could walk right up to tables. I didn't have to jostle and push or have some kid in a giant box costume crashing into my back because he wasn't watching where he was going and he's four times as wide as he thinks he is. All those horrible <laughs> things that, you know, happen to come. Didn't have any of that. It was just kind of leisurely. Do, do, do. Got to talk with the vendors and do you have this? And no, oh, we didn't have that. Blah blah blah. And you just do the thing and looked, looked genuinely looked. Didn't just kind of eh, okay. I didn't see anything I wanted. Picked things up. Looked at the back. You looked could get at the to prices. the tables. I could get to the tables. But, so. I mean, it, it, so that it, was really cool. Yeah. <laughs> Where's yeah. everybody? They're next door. I'm in here. And that, and that's not to say that it was overly crowded. You know, it wasn't a good experience in the dealer's apartment prior to, but it was just more enjoyable yeah. with Billy Piper's <laughs> panel going on to be in the dealer's room. As I said, it's just one of those things. We've all had 
that dealer's room experience. Mm -hmm. So when I say that, everybody knows, oh, yeah. yeah. Not necessarily this one. Not necessarily Galley. Yeah. But just in general, we've had that dealer's room experience. So, yeah, this was a, as, as a, another, a, yet another a long line of enjoyable days. Well, what do we got next? Uh, so tomorrow is Sunday. Oh, the last day. More feels. Uh, so we'll be doing the Billy Piper interview, the Arthur Darville interview. And then... Uh, Paul McGann's got another one, too, that we were... Uh, the Two Doctors is both Colin and Paul. Yeah, Ooh, that's that. That's so I, I definitely think we need to do that. Um, and then uh, a celebration of Web of Fear being discovered is tomorrow. There's, uh, there's all, all, all kinds of stuff. And then, of course, the year in review and closing ceremonies. Yeah. So... All kinds of uh, all kinds of good stuff, and we will of course continue to attempt to bring you as much of this as we can, um, because we love you, and thank you so much for listening. Um, I hope uh, you had a good time on Friday night. Who, if you were able to join in, uh, we kind of peeked in a little bit, but uh, we we're actually getting ready to record one of these, so we didn't yeah. have to sit in with it. And then uh, a, a sad note: I just I'm not going to be able to get my book done. I, I think I'm almost to the halfway point of, of, of <laughs> is it Spiral? Spiral, spiral Scratch. Sp I'm halfway, almost to the halfway point of Spiral Scratch, but it would mean I'd have to basically hole up up here and read tomorrow. I'm not going to do that. I'm a galley. No. So, no. Um, I'll, I'll have a report on that at some other time. So you, you don't have to worry about reading that one if you were obsessing over your homework. I got I it read. I free you of that responsibility until later. I got it at read on um, the plane over. <laughs> <laughs> cheating. I started it on the plane over, but I didn't have 15 hours of an airplane either. It wasn't 15 hours, it was five. I had a really long flight. Yeah. You were just up for 15 hours. Mm, yeah. I, I got up for school and then <laughs> work. And no, no work, no work. And. Then, like, after school, I came home, I got ready to go, I went to the airport when, in Toronto, so that was, like, an hour, two hours. And we've established that Toronto is not, in fact, <laughs> on the, uh, on the uh, east Montreal. west coast. Montreal. Is it Montreal? Is that the one I'm thinking of that's right above? No, you're thinking of Vancouver. Vancouver. Montreal is... You're trying to add stuff. Montreal is in Quebec, which is to the east of Ontario. He's going to have you planted somewhere else besides Canada before the day's over. Once, once again, we've established that traveling the vortex does not do geography. <laughs> no, it's Sean that does not do geography. As a, as a duly authorized representative of traveling the vortex, I don't do geography. I don't know why. I just seem to think that you were from the west coast of Canada. No. I know you're not. No. But. Yeah, closer to the east coast of yeah. Canada. All right. Well, I think with that, we're uh, with with a, yet another failed geography lesson for me. I think that'll do it for us. <gasps> so, signing off from Galley. Sorry, I got to think. I'm Mel. Michelle. I'm Sean. Thank you very much, and good night, everyone. Bye, guys. <laughs> You have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.